topic, uh, if you will, in case of emergency. In case of emergency. We're dealing with the series going through storms of life. Uh, oftentimes you go to places and you may notice things in there. Like in different office buildings, they have fire extinguishers all over the place. Boats have lifeboats on them. When you go on a boat to go fishing, they tell you put on a life jacket. You say, I know how to swim, but you put a life jacket on anyway. You go to a pool and they have lifeguards, but even they have lifesavers there. You go to a, 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 a restaurant, you can look up and you can see the sprinkler systems there. And you see fire alarms posted in, in strategic places. Why? In case of emergency. Uh, why are there airbags in your car? In case of emergency. Why do you have brakes in your car so you can stop? You know, but think about it. Think about it. You don't always use your brakes, do you? But you have them. Why? Because you need to stop sometimes. Same thing with the airbag. You don't always need the airbags, do you? But you want them there. Why? In case of an emergency. If your airbags are broken, would you go to get them fixed or just keep on driving? Because I've never been in an accident before. But you need them in case of emergency. Well, what am I getting at? I'm glad you're asking this question. What am I getting at is this, that we have things posted in buildings. We have things on lifeboats and lifesavers and, and these things in case of emergency. But they're not just there in case of an emergency. They are there for your security. You should always have them there, not just in case of an emergency, but you need them there for your security. For therefore your advantage. Now, we want to look at three things here. What to do in a case of emergency in your life. Uh, you can call 911. They'll be of great help. But there's another person you can call on. I got somebody with me. First thing, first thing is know to just obey Jesus. In other words, follow the instructions. Follow the directions. How do I need to know to just obey Jesus? Well, Jesus, Jesus immediately told the disciples to get on the boat. In other texts, you can look at Mark and John, and, and they say that he persuaded them. He had to urge them. He had to push them to get on the boat. He was trying them to get them to obey him. Why? Well, I can understand myself now why they weren't trying to go quite yet. If you look at the other text, Jesus sent them out, and they were rebuking demons and healing the sick, and they came back with Jesus. Jesus with a great report say, Jesus, we did all these things uh, in your name, man. It was just awesome. And, they, and so they came back and, uh, and they heard what Jesus was doing. And, and they came to see Jesus. Then what? Jesus sat down and continued teaching folk. Then it got so good, it got even later in the hour that they became hungry. So, so Jesus says, don't send them off. We'll feed them. Uh, master, how are we going to feed them? We don't have anything to feed them. Well, what Jesus says, look around, which can you gather? Well, we don't have enough money, but Jesus already knew what he was about to do. And they kept on looking and found a little boy with five loaves and two fists. And Jesus gave thanks to God and he fed 5,000 men that were counted. But yet, if you count everybody, they say it's estimated to be 10,000 people that were fed. And I could see with the disciples, but Lord, we're doing such great things here. Why do we got to go now? And then not even that, not even that, Jesus knew in the sixth chapter, you can see that, that uh, of, 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 let me get it right here, in Mark, I'm sorry, in John, in the sixth chapter of John, that the people wanted to make him king. 
And so Jesus sent them away, and he had to push the disciples away because they probably all would have came together to make him king. But that's not the way it's supposed to go. Jesus was following instructions himself. Because why? Do you understand that Jesus was a man? Tell somebody, Jesus was a man. Now, now, if y'all know men, men like stuff. They like power. They like authority. They like influence. They were ready to give Jesus all of that. And now, how many remember that Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane saying, Lord, if this cup can pass over me, not my will be done, but you, you understand, Jesus had to deal with some things too. Even Satan tried to get him. He said, look, I can make you ruler over all this. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. Everything belongs to my Father. I will trust him. See, Jesus realized that I got to stay grounded with my Father's instructions. I, I can't do what I want to do and go the way I want to go. I know you said this, but I, I, it sounds good coming from you. It makes me feel real good. I'm glad you feel that way about me. But yet, I got to obey my Father. Does that ring a bell with anybody? I, I, I can remember many times in my life, people always had ideas for little Sammy. But Sammy had to do what his father wanted him to do. They wanted Sam to go this way, but Sam had to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? I remember when it was time for me to go to college, I, I had everybody pushing. You should go to seminary. You should go to school. You should go here. You should go to this school. I had my uncle involved, my parents involved, the church involved, friends involved. But I couldn't just listen to them. I had to go to my father. I had to get clear directions from the one who clearly knows where I'm going, who clearly knows the end. Am I connecting with somebody here? You, you can't just listen to everybody. You got to listen to just one person. And, and that one person is the ruler and the creator of all things, the, the giver of every good and perfect gift. That's the God, our Father, who does not change like the shifting shadows. And so Jesus was obeying the Father. And so he sent them off. He said, I, 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 I need some time alone. And now, why, why else would Jesus need some time alone? Well, he had a long day. Anybody had a long day before at work that you came home, the kids wanted something, the husband wanted something, the wife wanted something, your mama wanted something, but you just wanted something for yourself. You needed some time to relieve. You needed some time to relax. You needed time to let go. Because if you did, you was about to lose your mind. And you knew you was about to lose your mind. You was about to do something you was going to regret. You said, if I don't get away from you right now, you may not like me. You know, you might be doing like the incredible hook. You don't like me when I'm angry. You know, you'll be upset. You might be turned to a big green master, destroying the district boss, destroying your house. But Jesus says, Look, y'all go this way. Disciples, you go this way, and I'm going to the mountain. Tell I'm going to the mountain. Why did he go to the mountain to pray? Tell somebody, I'm praying. Because he realized that I need to stay grounded to my father. I can't get caught up with what you're doing. I got to make it through this storm. The people want to make me king. And I don't really want to suffer. But Lord, it's not my will be done, but your will be done. So father, I better obey you than obey myself. Anybody else have that problem? That you got to struggle with your own flesh? You struggle obeying God because you know what you want to do? And you know when you want to do it. And you know how you want to do it. But God tells you, no, not that way. Jesus says, I realize, Lord, this is not the way. Let me get grounded with you. So he goes on and pray. The people go their way. The disciples go their way. Then it becomes late. It comes real late. I don't know about you, but you, have you ever spent time with God? You just lost track of time? That just got so good, you didn't know how late it was, how early it was, but you knew you were spending some awesome time with God. 
I, 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 I'm just imagining. The Bible doesn't say, but I can just imagine Jesus had some awesome time with God. Because after he ate them, it was, it was dinner time when they ate. Y'all catch that? It was time for them to eat, so he fed them. Then he sent them away. So that had to be around maybe 6 o'clock in the evening, 7 o'clock in the evening. And then the next thing we find out, Jesus realized that the disciples are far away offshore. And so he's like this, so how can I get there? Well, let me just take a walk. Walking on water. And it says it was at the fourth watch. What does it mean, the fourth watch? It means between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning. The disciples are on the boat. The boat was being buffeted. And when you look in the Greek, the word buffeted means to be tormented, to be in pain, to be tortured. It means that it wasn't just rocking. It was shaking. It was kind of scary to them. Why? Because it was tormenting the boat. And these fishermen, they know how to get on the boat. And they know that when they go into the Sea of Galilee, that storms come out of nowhere. So the first thing is know how to just obey Jesus. The second thing is know that hard times will come. The disciples, the disciples, they, 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 they probably, they, they assume that this was Peter's boat. So they get on Peter's boat. There he's a fisherman, familiar fisherman. They know storms come out of nowhere when in the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is so low that they, in the, between these mountains, that winds would just come in and make a storm and go away suddenly. And, and they're in this storm, and, and I, can, I can see it in my mind's eye, the one that's on the fourth watch, kind of scared. Man, this storm is kind of bad. Wait a minute, who, who's that? Hey, y'all, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. There's a ghost over there. I can see, I can see my mind's eye. I'll be scared too. And, 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 and so they knew hard times were coming, but yet Jesus was walking on the water. And he knew that they were scared. They said, immediately. Somebody say, immediately. immediately. Like that, Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's I. And, and, and what it's transcending is the same way. How did God express himself to Moses? He said, I am. And that's what Jesus said to them basically was, I am self-existent. Don't, really, don't worry about it. It is I. It is me. Self-existent. I am God. You see me walking on water. I control everything. Check me out. Do you understand who this is? And so the disciples like, whoa, wait a minute. And then Peter steps out. Says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And I'll come. Now, now, now Peter's not asking because he's doubting. Peter's asking because he said, well, if it is Jesus. Then I know he can say, and I can. How many here have that kind of faith in Jesus, realizing that I know I can come to him. If he says so, it will happen. See, 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 Peter, Peter realizes that if you say so, Jesus, it will happen. Now, Jesus telling him who, who the son says free is free indeed. Jesus told him a lot of things. Jesus just told them, you can go out in my name and rebuke demons and heal the sick. They went out and did it. They found out that Jesus got some power and authority. Then they found out that he just could not rebuke demons, but yet he can walk on water. But before that, but before, tell somebody before that. He said, peace and be still. You can look previously in the chapter. You can see that Jesus, when the storm came, they were scared. He was asleep in the boat. But they went back to Master, does that not care that we perish? And Jesus says, look here, fellas. <sighs> Peace be still. And it was done. So, so, so now I, I can see Peter saying, well, Lord, you're not in the boat. And you spoke earlier, it's not come. So since you're not in the boat, I want to be where you are. Where it's safe. How safe is it to be in the Lord's arms? How safe is it for it to be with Jesus? 
And so what it said, he said, as he got down out of the boat, then he just stepped right out to the boat, to the water. He had to first climb up out the boat and pull himself down to the water. He was coming out on faith, trusting Jesus to do what he said he could do. But now catch this, catch this. As you take step forwards in your life, in your walk of faith, know that there are people behind you, surrounding you, right next to you, telling you to come on back. You're moving forward, but they're telling you, say, no, 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 you're okay where you are. You don't know what's ahead of you. you we don't even sure who that is. We think that's a ghost. Where are you going? I know the voice sounded familiar, but how are you just going to believe and just walk by faith? People will challenge you. When you know where you want to go in your life, they will challenge you. They will see if you really are confident. Do you really have faith in what you are saying? They will tempt you. They will try you. They will test you. And Peter just kept on going. Some of us have some bad relations we need to let go behind. Have some bad addictive habits we need to let go behind. Have some insecurities we need to let go and believe behind. Have some sin issues we just haven't let go and left behind. There's some things we need to leave behind and just come to Jesus. And so Peter realized that all this negativity is not what's in front of me. Positivity is what's in front of me. What's the positive thing? I see Jesus. I see Christ. I see the Messiah. Paul says, I press on towards the mark of the higher calling in Christ. You're forgetting those things that are behind me. I'm forgetting those naysayers right now. Yeah, those are my friends. Those are my buddies. Even my brother's in the boat. But guess what? I see Jesus. How hard would it be for you to say no to your brother, to your sister, maybe your spouse, to say, I got to obey Jesus right now and watch me walk by faith. And so Peter gets close to Jesus. And I can see him taking that journey. But yet, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know that hard times will come. Even as he left the boat and started walking on his faith journey to Jesus, some things started happening. He said that the wind, he started seeing the wind. He started seeing the wind. He became scared himself. Sometimes as we walk in Jesus, we have fears, we have doubts, we don't, we like, what if I won't make it? What if they were right on the boat? What if everybody was right about me that I will be nothing all my life, that I never will move forward, I never will reach my dreams, I, I'll never will graduate, I never will become a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, I, I never will get married because I'm no good, everybody tells me I'm no good, I, I, I never can find a father for my child because they left me already, I, I never will find a job because I'm too stupid, I, I never will find me a house because I don't have to manage money, but I'm telling you, you never can, you are correct, but Jesus can. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to trust Jesus as he says, come? Or are you going to say those that say, don't go? Jesus wants you to move forward. People want you to stand still so they can pass you up. That's what it is. I, I, I used to play tag and race games with people, and, and I used to grab their shirts when I caught up with them and pull them back so I could get ahead of them. Why? I want you to stand still long enough so I can get ahead of you. Because as long as I'm in front of you, I'm all right. I never want to be last. Why? Because I don't care about you right now. It's all about me. Me, me, me. And again, did I mention me? That's what it's all about. 
And that's sometimes we get caught up in our lives. We just want to surround people that don't care about our, 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 our success, but we want them to care about our interests, even if they're destructive interests. Even if they don't build you up but tear you down, you like them around you. Because why? There's no guilt. Why? Because they don't bring truth to the situation. You get around a bunch of drug addicts, they don't tell you to stop doing drugs. You get around a lot of fornicators, those addicted to sex, they won't tell you to stop having sex. You get around alcoholics, they won't tell you to stop drinking. You get around gossipers, they won't tell you to stop gossiping. You get around lies, they won't tell you to stop lying. They'll let you keep on going. You got some more, I won't tell you some more. We'll keep on doing this together. It feels good. It is satisfying. But yet, when truth comes in, they want to kick you out. Why? Because you're making them feel bad about themselves. Why? Well, when the truth comes in, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And it also talks about in John how Jesus is light. So when the truth comes in, that is light. And light expose, exposes darkness. And darkness cannot stand in the light. So they want to kick the light out. But you should be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. No matter where you are in your life. You should let people know that I know you are darkness, but I am light. So you can't push me where you got to go. I, I don't think somebody caught that. I am lightness. I am light. You are darkness. You have to go because darkness cannot stand in light. So I'm going to continue to stand up and do what is right. You're not going to get on me. I'm going to get on you. I'm going to let my light shine and let you see where you are wrong. And see, see how I found myself in the word of God. You too can find the truth in the word of God. So Jesus tells them to speak. Now, third thing is this. First was know just to obey Jesus. Know that hard times will come. Know that Jesus is always involved in your life. Even when you're going through a storm, Jesus is always involved in your life. Jesus was walking towards them. They were some way off. If he was walking towards them, that means he could see them. Somebody didn't catch that. If he was walking towards them, that means he could see them. I'm glad that our God knows where we are and knows what we are going through. And he knows how to handle our problems. I'm glad that we don't serve a God that sleeps nor slumbers. You know, like Elijah told those, 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 those false prophets to their God, say, wait, maybe he's asleep. Scream louder. <laughs> What God falls asleep on his people? And, and who has a nerve to believe that they God falls asleep? Oh, shh, be quiet. Oh, God is sleeping now. I'm glad the midnight hour, I can call out and he hears me. It ain't on the second ring. It's on the first ring. Matter of fact, I have birth. And he said, hello? It's right away. Jesus was there in the fourth watch. The storm is getting there. I can see them becoming weary. And, and yet... Peter is sinking now. He, he sees a storm and he's sinking. He's realizing that in my faith journey, I, I ran into some problems. I ran into some troubles, but yet I still know who to call on. And he says, Jesus saved me. Somebody say immediately. Jesus kept him from falling. Do you catch that? Now, it says, as, it says in different translations that Peter became near to Jesus, but it doesn't say how close he was. But yet we do know this, that he was never too far. Oh, y'all, somebody didn't cast that. Somebody just did not cast that. He did not say how close he was, but Jesus is never far. It don't matter where you are in your life. You say, wait till I get this right, wait till I get this right. But Jesus is ready right now to save you. And, and, and cast this, cast this, it said immediately. It means before it became overwhelming. Before the water went over his head. 
before he's a bro, 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 before all that, immediately, that's what salvation is. That before it becomes too burdensome, become, before it becomes too hard, before it becomes overwhelming, Jesus will step right on in. But yet, what did Peter? He called on him. When you know Jesus, you know that he can save you. You see, oftentimes we, we get caught up thinking that this is too hard. This is overbearing. What did you call on Jesus? He says, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. First Corinthians 13 chapter, there's, so there's no you know, temptation to say, I'm a common man. The God will never give you more, more than what you can bear. I'm glad that he's faithful to his word. He won't give you a burden you cannot handle. We put ourselves in situations we can't handle. How did Peter get down, fall in the water? He started getting scared. He started doubting. He started seeing. He took his eyes off Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When you're going through the storm, keep your eyes on Jesus. And realize that Jesus can do what he said he will do. He said, I come so that you will have life and have it what? more abundantly. And so Peter had doubts. He had fears. But he stepped out the boat. But yet those situations didn't leave him. He still had some doubt. The storms came up, he fell, but yet he still knew Jesus. I want you to understand, in your faith journey, as you're going through storms, there's going to be some times that it becomes hard. Sometimes it becomes difficult, but still call on Jesus. Just as the, the songs of praise uh, uh, this morning, saying how he has done great things. I, 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 I think about it and realize how I have received great things from my God, and I haven't done great things for him at all. At all. Uh, y'all looking pastor. Yeah, I'm pastoring, right? I'm pastor, but still, I have not done great things. I didn't create the world. I didn't save nobody. I didn't die for anybody to be saved. I can't heal nobody on my own. Only he can. I have done nothing, but through him I can do great things because he does great things. And I'm glad that God loves us enough that he wants to use us. And just to think about how to have more love, more power. How was Peter able to walk on the water? Wasn't by his power. Wasn't by his might. But it was the power of Jesus. Told him, come. And Peter says, all right, here I go, I'm coming. On the word of Jesus his, Jesus can say peace and be still. There's peace. Jesus says, come on water. He may walk into concrete. My Lord. Walking on water. I, I still have a hard time imagining because I know how it is when I get on water. Water gets in between my toes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? How can he be walking on top of water on the surface? How many, how many fell in the water? You know how you fall, everybody belly flop before you try to dive and you messed up. and psh, You hit yourself real hard on the water. You still sink a little bit. He's walking on top of the water. Wasn't floating wasn't floating, said he was walking on water. And, and through it all, Peter got into a situation, but yet he had enough sense to call on Jesus. And when he called on Jesus, said he immediately. Now, Jesus catches him, and Jesus safely takes him back to the boat. And, and immediately he stepped into the boat. What happened? The storm ceased. You look, you look in the other gospel, and immediately they were on land. What? Say what? I mean, God is that powerful that he can control that immediately they get on, the storm stops, and they're on land. 
He told them, we are going to the other side. Jesus already knew where they were going. But now here we go to the case of emergency. Jesus was not on the boat when the storms came. And they became scared. But Jesus was always there. But he wasn't on the boat. But he was always there. But he wasn't on the boat. They couldn't physically see him. But he was always there. They couldn't touch him. But he was always there. They couldn't see him. But he could see them. They didn't know where he was. But he knew where they were. And guess what? He knew where they were going. You see, you cast it, see, in case of in mercy. He's more than just in case of a mercy. We need him forever in our lives. I need my brakes in my car. I need my airbag in my car. I need my life jacket when I'm going fishing. I need a lifeboat in my boat. Because I don't know what's going to happen, but Jesus does. So when I need some help, he's right there to help me out. And matter of fact, when I don't need some help, he's still there to help me out. Y'all didn't cast that. We get caught up thinking we don't need help. But he said, I'm going to help you out anyway. <laughs> I'm going to send people to send you in the right way. Even though you, before you got lost, they're going to still help you stay on a straight path. Has that ever happened to anybody before? Has somebody just stepped in and helped you to stop from doing something that you knew you had no business doing, but they stopped you from going there? Going to see that person doing that thing because Jesus set them in that direction. Come on, man. You about to go in there. I'm going to help you out. He cares about us. And he knows where we're going. And it says, and they made it to the other side. See, you cannot make it without Jesus. They did not make it without Jesus. They made it with Jesus. Jesus wants to and desires to be all involved in your life. But are you willing to allow him to take over your life? The disciples had some problems. They had some problems. He had to force them to get on the boat. They, they, they're supposed to be disciples. They're supposed to follow him. But like, Lord, we should leave. Hey, 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 ah, none of that. But Lord, we want to stay. Ah, I don't want to hear that. But Lord, you just spent 5,000. We got 12 baskets left over. I don't want to hear that. Get on the boat. The people, Lord, we want to make you king. Ah, y'all need to go back home. Lord, we want to make you. Y'all need to go back home. See, we get caught up thinking we know and how to tell Jesus what we should do. But we need to just obey. Know that hard times will come. But know that Jesus is always there. Jesus knows. What, did, what does he know? He knows that I have to die for you to be saved. And guess what? I won't stay dead in the grave. I'll arise again three days later and present you fathers before the Father. I will pay a debt that you cannot pay. I will lift up you in front of my father and I will say, Lord, they, since they have confessed me, they have been forgiven. You can receive them now into your kingdom. And I can hear God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. But yet in this journey of life, we got to realize that I need Jesus in my life. Just like Peter, he realized I couldn't walk on water without Jesus. But with Jesus, I can walk on water. I think some of us have some water in our lives that we're trying to walk on, some stuff that we can't do on our own. We got winds and storms coming against us. We got people coming against us. We have all people to impress us in circumstances all around us, but with Jesus for us. I could do all things through Christ Jesus. You see here, Peter realized that Jesus can. And so with Jesus, I know I can. 
And so Jesus says, you're not in the boat. I, 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 I'm kind of scared. I want to come out with you where you are. Some of us need to say, Lord, I realize that you're not in my circumstances right now. Mm. You're not in this relationship. You're not in this sin that I'm in. You're not in this depression that I'm in. Lord, I want to come where you are. Where are you? are in forgiveness. You're in mercy. You're in regeneration. You're in your born again. You're in newness of life. You're in step on up and receive my love, my healing, my power. What is it that you need to let go of? Why are you staying in the storm where you can say, Lord, I'm trusting you to get me out of the storm. I'm calling on you. That's what Peter did. There's a storm going on, but Jesus, shoot, there's a storm going on, but I know with you I can make it. Because why? They made it to the other side. Jesus will not start you off on a journey and not help you finish it. He will not start you off on a journey and will not let you finish it. He is there to go with you all the way. And what I like about it, he's always there. And when you fall into trouble, you say, Lord, I need you. And he'll pick you up and make everything all right. They say calmness came and they made it to land. That's good news. What is it in your life that you need to let go of and just obey Jesus? And know as you follow him, hard times will come, but still call on the name of Jesus because he wants to be involved in your life. What is that issue? I'm going to pray for you as you come with that mind, that issue. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Just think about what it is, what it is. Father, right now, almighty God. Father, right now, almighty God. Lord, we all have sin sickness in our bodies. We all are standing in front of you, Lord, guilty, God, because none is righteous before you. And, Father, forgive us, God, for our sins. Forgive us, God, for that issue that we just keep on holding on and hiding. That nobody else knows, Lord, but you, because you see me do it every day. You see me do it weekly, monthly, God, routinely, Father. And I'm tired. I'm tired of repeating this issue, God. And, Lord, so I'm coming to you right now, Father, asking you to liberate me of this, Father. And, Lord, just as Peter, I will walk away from it, Lord, and just cleave unto you. And trust you, God, to make it peace in my life, God. Knowing that hard times will come, but, Father, with you, I know I can make it. So, Jesus, move in right now. And Lord, I confess it to you right now, Father. Whatever that is, just confess it to him right now. And Lord, I lay it down in front of your feet to not pick it up again and trust you to deliver me. Trust you to put in what I need in my life. Trust you to show me, God, where I need to go and how to get there and no longer live in that issue anymore. But Father, I will fully trust you and obey you. All the way till you come back again or you call me home. Right now, if there's someone here that lays something down and you do not know Christ, I want you to know that through Christ it's all possible. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the grave, you shall be saved. So if, you, so if that's you, if that's you, you have never confessed, I want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. You wouldn't say, let's you mean God knows your heart. Just want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me. This is you. Dear Lord Jesus. That's right. Dear Lord Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I confess my sins to you right now. And I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. And Jesus, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord 
and Savior. So every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, you pray that prayer for the first time. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. If you're looking for a church home in Zion's that place for you to grow, for you to mature, for you to be a part of this body of believers and change and grow together to change and build this community together. If that's you to join, if we want to pray this prayer with you, you pray with us. Father, right now, if Zion's that place for me to come, to grow, to be the best man and woman of God, you've called me to be God. I pray I join right now and celebrate with these body of believers. And we go out together to make disciples and tell a dying world about a living Savior so we can build this community better together. In Jesus' name we pray. Let church say amen. I mean, may we stand as we extend the hand of discipleship. If there's someone here who's given their life to Christ, there's someone here that wants additional prayer, if there's someone here that decided to join Zion today, we extend our hands to you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Zion Baptist Church's message. And we'd like to hear from you. So please email us or just leave a comment and we will get back with you. God bless you.